And welcome back to another episode of Too Much Podtar. Today's August 20th. And we've got more DFS today. So I'm back on with Joey Ricotta for DFS. I've given some picks for tonight's slate. It's big slate, 13 games, 705, the main slate. So a lot of good options as far as, uh, you know, pictures go. Um, potential, a lot of potential good uh, stacks as well with some of the pitchers as you get, uh, you know, looking farther into it. And then there could be some pitchers duels as well, depending on how that goes. But yeah, um, the, I'll just kind of recapping some stuff from yesterday. The Padres. Uh, four straight, uh, four straight games. They hit grand slams, which is, you know, made history. That's the first time it ever, that ever happened. This is in oh. the air to right field. Back it goes. Nando has done it again. Fernando Tatis Jr. A grand slam, and the Padres go on top, 14 to three. Two home runs, seven RBIs for Fernando Tatis Jr. Myers drives one out towards deep left center field. Back goes Heineman at the wall. It's gone. Another grand slam for the Padres. Tatis last night. Today it is Will Myers. And with one swing of the bat, the Padres take a 4-0 lead. Everything's big in Texas. What, what a great at bat by Will Myers uh, getting extended on that one. Wow. He made Texas toast out of that pitch right there. Machado to deep left field. It is high, deep, and it is a grand slam to walk it off. Manny Machado is tonight's Padres hero. How about three grand slams in three games against the Texas Rangers for the San Diego Padres? In the air to right field, towards the corner, it's back, it's gone! Welcome to Slam Diego! Grand slam for Eric Osmer! For the first time in Major League history, a team has hit a grand slam in four consecutive games, and that team is the San Diego Padres! Eric Osmer with a grand slam! Slam Diego! Wow! History! And uh, yeah, me and Johnny both said it had hit them at stacks yesterday, so that that was a good stack for us. Um, and it's one of my guys I mentioned was Cronenworth, which is sad that he, you know, he only got one hit, even though he hit the ball ball hard each at bat, and he had the hit in the tenth inning, and you know, drove in the winning run, but he wasn't, he didn't get credited with an RBI because. It was the runner at second to begin the inning, so it doesn't count. That's bullshit. I mean, it counts, but it doesn't count. So, I mean, like, they win the game on the run, but it's not actually a run. It's not a run scored for the guy on at second or an RBI, which is just – that's not baseball. That's just weird, which is why I hate the, the runner on second rule to begin with. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they should at least give him the stats for it. Yeah, I mean, I understand not giving the p- the pitcher the you know the, the earned run. 
That's right. Not, obviously, you don't want that, but I mean, the hitters should get the the hitters should definitely get the RBI. We still drove in a run. Like what? Like that doesn't make sense. Right. I agree. the The other well, the other side of that of the coin is like in fantasy. Like you're gonna be. Would you would you value hitters more than if they're gonna get those extra yeah. inning stats? I mean, I feel like it doesn't happen enough for it to make that yeah. much of an Im- impact, anyways. Yeah. Like a, against, like for you to value hitters way more mm. than pitchers, you know? Yeah, I think I don't think it'd really change much. Just because, like, yeah, like it's like a rare occurrence, anyway. Right. Did you see the tweet from uh, Danny Vietti? <laughs> oh, yeah. What was Yes. Yeah. Um, wait, just say it again just, just for the listeners. He, he, so he tweeted out, this, this is at 4.30, mind you, um, mm-hmm. at least my time, central time. Um, so 5.30 Eastern. If the Padres hit another Grand Slam tonight, I will run around the state capitol building in downtown Sacramento in a diaper while holding a Fernando Tatis Jr. sign. (laughs) If Tatis, Hosmer, or Machado does it, I will diaper up a happy man. But I swear, if somebody like Greg Garcia or Austin Hedges does it, (laughs) and the Padres actually tweeted him two hours ago and said, oh, no. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yep, sorry, Danny. <laughs> and uh, he said there was going to be live footage of it, or at least visual footage of it. So oh let's see. He changed his name on Twitter to Eric Hosmer. Made me wear a diaper. That... <laughs> oh, there is. Oh my God, there is. There is. Three minutes ago. Oh my God. Live Padres diaper run. Oh my shit! We sh- too bad we didn't. <laughs> this is why we need to make this a video uh, podcast. Yeah. Oh my god, it's like eight minutes long though, so we can't play the audio. Oh. Never stop swinging three zero. I love Fernando Tatis Jr.'s sign. It's like a handwritten white paper with writing on it. Sign that he's holding. <laughs> that's, that's insane. In oh front of the god. state capitol building. <laughs> This is awesome. At least he lived up to it. I mean, or at least he, uh, you know, st- stuck by what he said he was going to do. Yeah. It, he's got some, uh, this is hilarious. All the tweets, you just go down the line. It says, I am a, a man <laughs> seeking adult diapers. Like it's got the boxes checked up. Man or woman, I am a man <laughs> seeking, <laughs> it says men, women, or diapers. Adult diapers checked off. Oh my god! And then he's got a picture of the Google page. Does Walmart make Fernando Tatis Jr. diapers? <laughs> oh my god! Holy shit! It's so awesome. This is hilarious. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh. I'm sure Chris Wordward is not happy about those great slams. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. Oh, fuck him. Excuse my language. Uh, yeah, seriously though, like, I mean, like, what you know, like, come on, 
I, I just don't understand why why do people get so up in arms about these unwritten rules? Like what what are you protecting? What are you holding on to? What is so sacred about these unwritten rules compared to keeping baseball alive and keeping it what's keeping it well right now? Mm-hmm. What is what what's getting people involved? What what's holding the interest of these youngsters? It's entertainment. Yeah. The entertainment aspect of the game, which has been lacking for, I don't know. I mean, not to maybe you or me, because we still love it, and we love the entertainment of every bit of baseball, every aspect of it. But that flair goes a long ways. And, for, and Tatis Jr. Has, is one of, the, one of the engines right now that's running the game as far as entertainment value goes. And what you just you just don't want him to sw- to swing the bat and put on a show like when he can when he can what I mean it's just a lot of people have already met said this but if you don't want a guy to swing and hit a home run on three and zero don't let it get to three and zero make a good pitch or, or you know or throw a ball walk the guy you can intentionally walk the guy yeah. I'm just gonna give you a strike. I mean, bases loaded though. You're not you gotta... strike the balls at his head, like o- over the plate, but like up at his head. Did you just give you a strike? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I mean, look at they intentionally walked Barry Bonds with the base loaded. I mean, <laughs> yeah, just do that then. You're so worried about somebody showing you up. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just like being a baby. Like, oh, we're losing. And a guy hit a home run. And we're, we're already down by seven runs. Or whatever the score was. I forget what the score yeah, was. It was se- yeah, I think it was seven, seven nothing or whatever. We're down by seven runs. How dare you swing the bat and hit the ball? <laughs> what? How about play better? Period. Play better. If I'm getting my butt kicked on the other side, it's not it's not because I don't deserve it. I probably deserved it. Yeah, I mean the Rangers are trash, so Yeah. How about manage better? Yeah. I mean outside of like maybe Lance Lynn and Mike Miner, they're like they're not they're nothing. Yeah, and even Mike Miner this year. Yeah, even Mike Miner's been terrible. I mean, it's really just been Lance Lynn. Kyle Gibson has actually been pretty decent up until tonight. Yeah. Or last night. Oh, yeah, last night, yeah. But, you know, Solak's kind of hitting. Got Gallo. But there's it's, like, few and far between with that team. And sorry, just because you're upset because your team is terrible. It's not a good enough reason for you to no. uphold unwritten. Rules, which aren't written for a damn reason. Yeah, I mean, like, talk about unwritten rules. Like, I I know people mentioned this already, but uh, last year with Mike Miner pitching, they like he told his infield to drop an easy, the easiest pop up ever, to, so he can get to two hundred strikeouts on the year. So like, wow, you're literally <laughs> so hypocritical about like, and then also they scored thirty runs in two thousand seven. 
like thirty runs. Yeah, it was the highest scoring game ever, thirty thirty nothing or something. Oh, I got yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, doesn't that take away from the the strikeout? What what he wanted to achieve, like he he had to get it by those means. Yeah, like did you think to it? I forgot. Yeah, I think he did. Like he actually, he still did. Yeah. <clears throat> like the next, I think it was actually that at bat. Oh okay. Like right after he dropped the pop up. But yeah, just to mention some other things from yesterday too. Shane Bieber was he was filthy, eleven strikeouts in six innings, no runs, thirty five point nine points on DraftKings. So he was one of one of the picks. I mean, both me and Johnny had as far as pitchers go. So he was great. Uh, nice. And Denelson Lamette, or Denelson and Lamette, he was pretty good too. Nine Ks over five. Uh, just two hits, two one runs, so 22 points. He's another good pitcher. That I, he was one of my picks that I, had, I mentioned. Well, Johnny did too, but. So. Yeah, I think I would have been in a lockstep with you guys. I, I like. Both those guys going into tonight too, or last night. Going into yeah. Those guys were, and Lamette's like, man, I don't know. Obviously, Bieber's like the best pitcher. Yeah, he's in the league this year. He's probably got the Cy Young on lock right now. Yeah, I think so. But um, Lamette's just so. Like, he he's coming up the ladder, like climbing the rankings. And I really think that, like, I don't know. He's just one of my favorite pitchers to, to own. Yeah. Like, when it comes to DFS, because I don't have him on any of my, like, season-long leagues, because just where he was being drafted, I, I didn't really like it. And I was just getting sniped, it seemed like. But... Like a DFS, I just try to capitalize on it. <laughs> like every time he mm-hmm. pitches, I, I got to get some of them because he's like just so nasty. Like, you know, he's going to strike out a bunch of guys every game. Yeah, and he's he's on like the cheaper side too, 8,500. So, yeah, we'll just have to see what is what it goes up to. This, I got to imagine that they're going to catch yeah. on to this. I think so. But, yeah, what do you say we get into today's yeah, slate? Let's go to today's slate. I Well, we'll start off with pitchers. I like some of the top guys. As far as the top guys go, I like um, Aaron Nola is one I like against the Braves. Even you know, Obviously, we know the Braves' offense is pretty good, but Nola's been pitching very good this year. Um 37 strikeouts in just 26 in the third innings. Four, only four walks. Six earned runs over four starts. Um, his last start, we pitched seven innings. Uh, just gave up three hits, eight Ks, two walks, no runs. Uh, he faced the Braves. His, 
two starts ago, he went eight innings, two hits against, one earned, 10 Ks, one walk. So, and he, his pitch count's been going up every every outing. He got to 102 the last start. And so let's see here. Uh, against the Braves lineup, he's also pretty good against. You know, Freeman, he's 10. Uh, Freeman's only 10 for 42 against him. Arcake is 10 for 35. Enciarte is 7 for 35. Uh, Albies is 9 for 32. Ozuna, 7 for 25. Uh, Swanson, 4 for 20. So there's some of those guys have hit home runs against him. Arcake has had two. Ozuna's had two. But other than that, he's been pretty dominant against them. And. Yeah, it's 11 strikeouts against Ozuna, uh, eight against Inciarte, so uh, eight against du- Adam Duvall. So he's had he can strike these guys out for sure. I, so he's probably the the guy at the top that I like the most out of the you know, the more expensive because I don't really like I don't really like Bueller. Um, he's been struggling this year. Uh, it's against the Rockies. It's not in Colorado, but I, I just don't haven't seen what I like out of him yet. He's, you know, seventeen strikeouts, nine walks, um, eleven earned over nineteen innings. Well, it's just I thought he was going to be more of a Cy Young pitcher this year, like last year, but he's obviously not the same pitcher as last year. Um. So I maybe he'll prove me wrong this time around. <clears throat> maybe he'll come come around a little bit, but I don't know. Just that price tag is scaring me away. Ten thousand two hundred. So just I think he. I just gonna have to wait till he proves it at this point. And then you go Lester against the White Sox lineup, whose White Sox have been crazy good. So definitely stay away from that, especially Lester who isn't doesn't strike that many guys out. Um, so and then McCullers against Padres lineup, who's been really good. So those out of those top five, those Nola's definitely the the one I like the most. So yeah, um, if you want to give your one of your top guys. Yeah, um, no, I agree with you. I I, I really like Nola. Um, different than years past with the Braves, um, like. Like you mentioned, how um, he's got pretty good numbers against them, which is always a good thing. Um, but also to the to your point on that, um, the Braves surprisingly um, they've actually struck out quite a bit this year so far in the early goings. Um, they're actually third worst in the majors in strikeout percentage. Uh, uh, they've crept up. The Cubs have really been terrible lately, striking out a lot. They're first, but the Braves are third at worst in strikeout percentage at 26.7%. And Nola it's looked like a complete stud uh, like he normally does, but um, he's definitely backed it up. Uh, his ace status uh, so far this season, so I really do like Nola. Um I think I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum with you, with uh, Walker Bueller, though. 
and it's more so to do with I mean I don't like his price so I'm with you there because I don't think he's pitched well enough obviously this season to warrant that um, but his fastball velocity is still up it's not I mean it's not it's in the 89th percentile his spin rate for fastball curveball spin up everything looks pretty good Good. I mean, his his underlying numbers are not that good. He's not giving up that much uh, for hard hit percentage. He's still getting some whiffs. I don't. I just don't think he's found himself yet this season. But that's that's exactly why I kind of want to jump on him. And I could be wrong. And, and like you said, uh, waiting for him to prove it is not really a bad strategy. But I think this is a spot where he could prove it because I'm not really afraid of the Rockies and especially. Uh, just leaving cores like we saw on Monday night when they went up against uh, Brandon Bielek. Uh, I believe it was Monday. Yeah. Yeah. But they only scored one run, and that's not really a name that, you know, Bielek's been solid this year, but it wasn't exactly, it's not exactly a Walker Bueller type of name. So, um, like, spots like this, I feel like he could get under-owned because of how he's pitched this year. And he got up to 89 pitches and then 87 the the outing before that. So, you know, granted, he didn't make it through the fifth inning. But uh, and he's looked shaky. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the spot where I kind of want to I, I kind of want to go uh, in tournaments because I feel like his ownership could be down and people will be afraid of it. And... Yeah, I, I like making those kind of those kind of moves like that. Get get it ahead of the curve instead of uh, waiting for it to kind of you know waiting for him to prove it. I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's see here. Another guy I like I even though I like Nola, I really like Max Freed too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a guy that's kind of to your point about you know going with the guys that are hot. I mean, he's been pitching incredibly and kind of backed up with a lot of fantasy. Um, a- analysts around the, the fantasy baseball community have thought that he was going to be this season, and that, that's why a lot of guys are drafting him. Um, he's pitched incredibly this season, and he's got some wicked stuff, especially his curveball. Um, so I, I don't like attacking the Phillies, and he doesn't have the greatest numbers from what I remember. Uh don't have the numbers no. in front of me against I, some of these Phillies. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I had numbers written down for them. Uh, so I was just going to mention, too, like, I'm actually get well, to that point, I'm actually going to go against that and say to stack Phillies because I just, uh-huh. I think he might run into a wall at this start. I, you know, he's been really dominant. Um, and he's faced the Phillies, you know, two starts ago. Uh, he, well, he shut them down that time. But, you know, kind of the same point we've made a couple of times. Like he's facing a pitcher a uh, second time around. And, you know, they're going to face him a lot, of course, like over a full season. I mean, obviously not this year as much, but they maybe they'll find something or have the scouting report and they'll be able to maybe find some things that they can be able to hit off of more. Um, and as you said, with their 
hitters, some of their hitters like uh, Rio Muto is four for, I mean, five for 14, two homers. Uh, Kingery is four for 11, two homers. And Harper is three for 10 with two homers. So those are the some of the guys that have done damage against him. And so I like I like that stack. Um, and uh, D.D. Gregorius is uh, another one in there that you can go with. Uh, he hasn't faced, I don't think he's faced him, but he's always a, an option. Uh, you know, Kingery, I mentioned, was, you know, he's not had the greatest year, but maybe he'll come around at some point. Like, um, but, but, yeah, I think, especially with the, I think with Freed, when he's he's been so dominant, maybe the ownership would be up on him, then you can kind of counter that with the Philly stack, even. That's definitely a potential, so. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I could see that. I mean, like like you said, that's that's usually something I, I like to look at a lot uh, that we we've, we've talked about in the past about the you know seeing them so closely together, um, you know, second time around, maybe they get to them. You know, I could see that being a possibility that this could be the outing where you know he doesn't look quite as crisp or he gets beat up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But man, I just love the way that he's looked so far, and I mean, everything on his stat cast is red except for his fastball spin rate. I mean, on yeah. his surface page here, which, mm-hmm. and I mean, I, I mean, he's getting about a cape running. Um, you know, yeah, I definitely like. I, I see your point about the stacking against him, uh, maybe for some leverage there um but yeah we'll see we'll see what happens yeah. I, i'll uh it'll be my max freed against your uh stack and phillies yeah that's that'll be interesting maybe we should oh. even what's that that maybe we should even have some kind of competition for that or something to see yeah you want to do like a fr- friendly uh uh what do you want to put on it I don't know. Ooh, let's make I mean, it. I'm, I'm not all that confident in it. I just... let's, let's make it fun. Let's let's say, um, whoever wins, the other person has to change their profile picture to like, like uh, the the opposite fan. Like, I would have to change it to the Cubs, and then you would have to change it to the Yankees for like a day or something. Oh man! All right, I'm down. All right. We'll, so we'll what, do like a, what we'll do we, a uh, sorry. What, what do we? Uh, yeah. What's the uh, wager though exactly? Uh, I don't know. Or what's the line? What are we? What are we? What are we betting on? Uh, hmm, that's I don't know. That's a tough thing to figure out. Uh, let's see. Let's look at. Look, let's calculate. Max Freed's average, okay, fantasy points per game on DraftKings, 21.7 for the season. Yeah. So. I think, I think he hits his average tomorrow. I'll say that. Okay. So if he, well, that's kind of tough. Okay. We got to have a couple things go, because you're stacking Philly, so you have What's... to have, like, a solid lineup. You have to cash. How about this? You have to cash 
in a Philly stack lineup with at least three Phillies in it, because that to me is at least that's got to be three for a stack. Oh yeah, that mini stack. But I mean, four or five would be like an ideal stack. Yeah. But like at least three, I'll take. I'll I'll go with three for you. All right. You have to cash in that lineup. Like I don't care if it's like a min cash, and I have to hit. 21 points. Okay. So if neither one, so if you don't cash in your lineup and I hit 21 points, I win. If you cash in your lineup and I don't hit 21 points, then you win. Yeah. What if neither happened though? Just nothing? Then we just both suck. Yeah. Well, (laughs) what if, what if somehow both happened? I could see that. Yeah, like, it's possible. You cash in your your stack. Now, okay, here's the thing: if it's entirely nothing to do, like your Phillies did nothing for your lineup, and oh, then yeah. you still cashed, I, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. No. Yeah, we gotta like see the. Uh, all right, sure. these guys did. Something. Yeah, I'll I'll send you like screenshots as proof. There you go. Oh yeah, screenshots or it didn't happen. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Let's yeah, we'll do a virtual handshake. <laughs> there you go. Um, I got a couple of other pictures of interest tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I'm not going down the D. Sclafani, the Tony Disco road tomorrow. Yeah, I'm staying away from him too. Like after but, last, after his last start, ugh, I'm not even touching him. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. But I mean, I I see it. I guess. Yeah. I just I'm scared now of doing yeah, that. I don't want to do it, but I, I won't fault anybody that does. Just God bless you. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Adrian Hauser. Yeah, that's one of mine too. I like that uh, at 8.4k against yeah. Pittsburgh. Um, only 14.9 points against them, which was his first outing of the year. But five innings, one hit ball, one run. It was the homer. It was a solo homer. Um, but he's only went sixty-eight pitches in that game. Yeah, he's built up now. So I like Hauser. the The Pirates do not scare me. No, like whatsoever. No. So, yeah, I don't think that's a terrible price. It's a little bit high. But just given the pitching on the slate, which isn't very good, um, yeah, I'd be willing to go that route against Pittsburgh. And uh, uh, a guy a little bit lower, sorry, were you going to say something about uh, uh, Hauser? Oh, no, I was going to say somebody else, but go ahead. Oh, um, yeah, um, I know I don't even want to mention this guy, but I'm going to. <laughs> oh. uh, and he's not somebody that I typically like to play, which I know a lot of people were on him last time. But Adam Plutko, um, unless he's cheap, I don't want any part of him. Yeah. And last time against Detroit, his salary was sixty-four. It says it was sixty-four hundred. Hmm. 
I don't know if that's right. Was it that cheap last time? I don't know. I don't know. I remember a lot of people played him, and I wasn't. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And he didn't have a good game. He only struck out one batter in two and two-thirds innings and gave up three earned runs. And he's not a huge strikeout pitcher. But because I think this is where people get off of him, and it's the same matchup against the Tigers, which, granted, they just hit him. I think this is kind of where you're like, maybe we can do this again because people won't want to do it now. But it's still not a terrible matchup against the Tigers. No. Still striking out at 29% against righties. And they still have one of the worst Wobas, third worst Woba against right-handed pitching at 279. So it's still an area that I like. Um, and like, obviously we got to see what ownership's like, but if he's low owned or not as high, definitely can't be as high owned as he was last time. I don't expect that to be the case after, you know, what he just did, putting up a negative 1.6 against them. Maybe you go back to the well there and I, you know, I, that's something I'm going to have to debate, but it's, it's pretty cheap and you can definitely work in some nice stacks with that. Mm-hmm. One of the guys I like that's like really cheap. Uh, I actually like Chad Cole of the Pirates. You know he's he's yeah six thousand nine hundred. Um, he's only started two games so far. Like he was in coming out of relief before that, of course. Um, but yeah, he has eighteen strikeouts in fourteen innings. Um, and he's facing the Brewers, who have struck out at a. I think the second worst rate in major, in the majors, and yeah, he's, he put up fourteen point three points last time out. Last start it was I think his only start actually. Or, no, started. Yeah, I said it started two. His one, his last start, and then twenty point four the one before that, um, and his his pitch count's gone up. Um, you know, seventy eight that one, and then. His first start was 58, so I could definitely see him striking out the Brewers lineup quite a bit. You know, his only his last start was six Ks and just one walk. Um, did give up two home runs, which wait a minute it says here he gave up two home runs, but the score oh wait never mind yeah score was one to eight. I was reading it the other way like eight. Like eight to one, but yeah, it was a yeah. loss. It was a loss, uh, eight to one. But yeah, that's a good. I think that's a solid value play if you want to roll with that and go with the value pitcher and then try to he can pay up for more of your hitters. So yeah, so he's striking out quite a bit of batters too. Yeah, this year so. See if you can keep that rolling. It's not a bad option there at that price. Yeah. I could probably see maybe pairing him with somebody like Nola or Freed or even Bueller. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, do you want to move on to some hitters? Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Uh, well, I like... I've been really liking Manny Machado. He's he's on fire. He hit a home run. He had a, the game-winning grand slam on Wednesday, or on Tuesday. And then he... Last night, uh, I think he got couple hits. Let me see here. Yeah, a couple doubles. Yeah, a couple doubles. Two for two for three. Also two walks. So um eighteen points. So I really like him. He's been on a roll. Uh, him and Tatis have been really pacing that lineup the the Padres lineup, so um, guy that's like pretty a value a good value option. Actually, like uh, Evan Longoria facing Robbie Robbie Ray, who's been he's been an awful pitcher this 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 year. I thought he was gonna be, I thought he was gonna come out and be a better pitcher this year, but he's not been good. Two point nine home runs for nine, eight five nine ERA. Uh, 27 Ks, 20 walks, and 21 earned runs in 22 innings. And also Longoria is 6 for 12 against him with a home run. And he's he has a, well, Ray has given up a 32.7 hard, hard hit rate. And Longoria has hit the ball pretty hard at four, with a 48.3% hard hit rate. And he hits lefties pretty well, too. Uh, six homers, 851 OPS last year. Um, this year he has one home run so far against lefties. So he's a good op- a good value option at third. Um, and another guy I like is Alex Verdugo. Was on a, he has an 11-game hitting streak. He's also hit safely in 15 of his last 16. Um, he's facing, you know, John Means, who's been pretty good this year, though. Um, but uh, Ver- Verdugo's had seven, at least seven points in his last eight games, which has been he's been pretty good. At, you know, obviously with the hit the hitting streak. So we'll see how far he goes with that, and continues to put up some. Some solid points. So he's, and also means is also just the opener. He's he's their projected opener for Baltimore. So yeah, they'll get to the bullpen as well. And then uh, Jorge Lopez is the projected long reliever. And so he's only appeared in two games so far uh, with four earned runs and four and two thirds. Hasn't walked anybody, but um, you know Baltimore doesn't have the best bullpen in the world, so I definitely could see Verdugo putting up some solid at bats against them. Uh, another guy, yeah. Fernando Reyes, uh, forty six hundred against Detroit, and they're they're also going the opener route. Um, Michael Fulmer 
the opener, projected opener in Tyler Alexander, the long reliever. So I can, you know, Reyes has been, he's been pretty hot. Uh, yeah, slowed. and this this was the exact matchup, uh, I believe, from Sunday, where Reyes double donged, which, um, you know, we talked on the pod. I yeah. loved Reyes going into that. So, I, yeah, I mean, I obviously I love the Indians again here in this yeah. spot, and Reyes. Oh yeah, yeah. I think those are my main guys that I liked. Um, you know, I've, I didn't really look into as many as I usually do, but I like those are. I got you know I got the main like the the most expensive Machado and then kind of middle tier and and Reyes. Well, actually, Verdugo is actually more expensive than Machado, which is kind of surprising. But then the value guy at with Longoria, so. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know you saw that the Giants called up Joey Bart. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like going cheaper at catcher, especially in cash, cash games. Yeah. Joey Bart, I'm expecting him to make his debut tomorrow. Today, excuse me. Because huh. he didn't get into the game uh, last night, correct? Don't believe so. Let me just. I'm gonna double check. Uh, uh, let me see. Actually, no. Yeah, he did. He started. He started. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, he was one for four. So he got got a hit. Okay. All right, yeah, because I didn't watch, I didn't watch that game, um, yeah, so I was yeah. just looking at his stats here, but they didn't, ha- they don't have it updated yet, I don't think. Just uh, ML, okay, MLB does though, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, that bad. Um, yeah, well, neither here nor there. I think he's a great value, just given his talent level and being a prospect, and I mean, looking at. It, he's probably getting called up maybe a little bit early because I don't think he's played any AAA yet. But, um, you know, they're calling the alternate site or whatever, whatever that means. Yeah. You know, it's just a clump of guys together, f- f- I think. I don't really know. Yeah, it's like, well, it's all the, whatever, the 30 extra guys that they have. Yeah. Basically, anybody that they think will help make an impact this year, they just want to keep... Uh, their progression, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking too. He's only made, he's had less than 100 plate appearance at Double A. Yeah, I mean, uh, shit. Yeah, he's only well last year, but he but he hit pretty well between the two. Uh, high A and Double A, but I mean, yeah, he hit really well at Double A in the short small or the small sample. Four bombs, three. 316 average, 401 Woba. Um, I don't know. I like it going against uh, Ray. The lefty is like a cheap option. Um, another Giants guy that's a value guy, Austin Slater, who's actually been swinging the bat really well. Outfielder, $2,800 on DraftKings. 
Um, Ray's had just all kinds of troubles this year. He's not. I mean, yeah, I, I was. I'm with you. I thought he was going to be better this year. We we saw, you know, how he changed his arm motion. He she shortened up a lot, and we've seen that work for guys like Giolito, guys like um, you Darvish, kind of with a resurgence, shortening up his arm motion. Um, Giolito breaking out like that. But it's just not to be. I mean, with Robbie Ray, I just don't... He's just terrible. I mean, I, I get it. He had... Even the last game, you know, the last game, he he didn't give up a hit in five innings. But he had six walks and only four strikeouts. And he got hit hard. He got hit really hard. It just doesn't show in the stats as far as hit, like the hit column. But he was getting he he was giving up some hard contact and I I mean that's not you're not always gonna get that lucky. So you know, I like Austin Slater. Um he's just been swinging it. He needs more at bats. He's hitting three forty seven over eleven hundred OPS um with a three twenty eight expected batting average, so even his regression won't be that hard. And he's walking a ton too. At thirteen point two percent, and I think that's just way too cheap. Um, yeah, just forgetting about the Giants. Um, yeah, I like the Indians, like you mentioned with Reyes. Um, I like the Angels tomorrow, going against Mike Fires. Oh yeah, I like that um, too. I I. Like, sometimes he's hit or miss if you stack against him because he just has these random good outings. But, I mean, they've got some thunder, obviously, in that lineup behind, you know, the the best player in the world, Mike Trout. But Trout specifically has just killed Mike Fires. Yeah. He's hit him really well. Um, Trying to find his stats against him. Uh, you probably have not pulled up faster than I do. Let's see. He's got at least a few home runs against him. Let's see, Trout. Yeah, 12 for 33. Hmm. Five home runs, 13 RBIs against wow. Mike Fires and 39 plate appearances. Hmm. And then Pujols has hit three bombs off him. I mean, Rendon... You know, BVP isn't everything, or batter versus pitcher stats, but when you have a lineup like this, uh, and then you got the contact guys setting it up like David Fletcher, I mean, that just spells stack out to me. So I'll definitely attack fires here. Um, The Dodgers, they should be very popular. They're really expensive going against Gray. Bellinger's killed Gray. Um. Let's see. For like another solo play, Nelson Cruz against a lefty mm-hmm. anytime. Just doesn't matter what lefty it is. No. He just smokes lefties and he's killed Danny Duffy. Like he just torments the guy. Yeah. So I don't know. And I'm sure he's sick of seeing them oh, face yeah. each other all the time. No doubt. But 
Yeah, he's got, let's see, 9 for 25. 360 average against Danny Duffy. Five homers, 10 yeah. ribbies, just like Trout oh <laughs> against the uh, Fires. Yeah. And, yeah, so a twin stack would be solid. Um, yeah, there's some other BVP, BVP plays like Lindor versus Fulmer and et cetera. But, I mean, you could just stack up the entire game there or the entire – like that core of Indians, we usually go Lindor, Ramirez, Reyes, you know, those guys are the main guys, Santana, Hernandez, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are the main guys I'll be looking at. <laughs> um, Charlie Blackman has really done well against Bueller if you want like an off-the-radar play. Because I don't think people want to. They might be not be playing as much Bueller because the way that he's started the season. But I don't think they'll be using that many hitters against him. And Blackman's thirteen for thirty-three against him with two bombs and a three ninety-four average lifetime. So I don't mind that. Um, I like the Rangers against Nick. Marja Vicious. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, I know the Rangers are not that good. But against lefties, they're a little bit better. Well, they have the potential to be better with like guys like Solak and stuff like that. Um, so I don't mind it. They still haven't been good against lefties, but I don't know. I don't mind guys like Nick Solak, and I, I don't. I, it's more of picking on Marjavicious because I don't think he's very good. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. But I don't have like a solo play from that. I guess Solak would be kind of the solo play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are my guys for today. Wow, you didn't say to, you didn't say to you didn't say what did you, uh, tomorrow? I guess yeah. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I got it for once. Yeah, uh, I guess you want to just do a home run call now. Um. Yeah, be good. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with Harper. Against Freed, since he's already had two bombs against him. Oh boy, we put <laughs> money on we put money on this one too. No. All right. Well, we didn't actually put money on the first yeah. one. Oh. But hey, my profile picture is money. All right. Mm. Um. Home run call. Man, this is tough because I didn't really. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Ah, it's between Trout and Nelson Cruz. I'll go with Nelson Cruz versus Danny Duffy. All right. Yeah. No, you know what? Yeah, that's where I'm going. Let's go Nelson Cruz. Yeah. 
he's going to pop one out. I know it's not a it's not an off the radar pick, but yeah. Usually I like to go a little off the radar. Yeah. I yeah, I didn't really go off the radar either with Harper, so I mean Hey, sometimes you just play the obvious plays, you know? Yeah. I mean, I went with, I had Devers as just my home run call yesterday, and he didn't do so well. Hmm? Well, he did get a hit, but he didn't, it wasn't a home run. You just never know. Yeah. Go win some money, people. <laughs> what a great way to end the podcast. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. It's... Uh, hopefully you've been doing some good lineups here. Either winning money because uh, you listened to us or won it in spite of us because we had bad, bad picks. Decided to go against us, so and then won. I mean, either way, I'm happy for you. I mean, it doesn't really matter if you win, you win. Yeah, exactly. Get Long some entertainment time. and win. <laughs> yeah, but keep on playing and keep on listening. And you could never have too much pot tar. We'll be back again. Or, or or DFS, as I always say. Um, but we'll be back again tomorrow with another DFS pod. Um, so, yeah. Peace out. Play Mike Trout.